Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi, and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian rollerblading podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I chat with Geelong OG, well, part of the wider Melbourne OG rollerblading uh, group, Lance Weggs. We met at a recent Tassie Melbourne OG skate trip meetup in Tassie a few weeks ago and skated together and, um, and thought we'd hook up and, and debrief on that, chat about our respective skate scenes, talk about... Uh, the origins and, and the awesomeness of the Melbourne OG Facebook group, um, chat about skating as an old dog and what's nice about skating transitions. Um, we also talk about different types of skates. Lance has re- recently got and loves the them skates. Um, so we, we cover a fair bit of ground. We also talk about the, um, uh, the fairly recently opened Mega Ranch Mega Ramp um, in Victoria as well. So lots of good discussions about big, scary skating from a couple of old guys. Thanks for your time, Lance, and hope you enjoy, everyone. Hey, um, for the purpose of um, kind of locating people in the midst of our convo today, what's your kind of background? Where are you based now? What do you do now? Where have you come from originally? Have you always been a Victorian? When did you get into skating? Just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, I sort of I would have started skating uh, aggressive in line, probably ninety well, summer of ninety four, ninety five, I reckon. Yep. Um, you know, I had a shot down at the Ocean Grove skate ramp with um, another guy who was there. He let me have a go, and I was doing three sixties in the car park. So I thought, good, I'll give this a go. And my parents bought me my first pair of Malibus <laughs> from Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, progression leads to uh, upgrades and yep. got my first pair of Lightning TRS that I had to pay for with my hard-earned money. <laughs> black and green or the pink and purple? Uh, yeah, like the, the, they were all black with like mm. a blue bolt, like a mm-hmm. cuff bolt. Yep. Um, with the stopper, you had to have a stopper because that's how they came. <laughs> and plus you needed a stopper when you're going down big hills. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of hills when I was a kid. I think my um, first pair of Malibus, they um, like I'd stop by just dragging the toe behind me, um, yeah. rather than a full T stop, and that one got coned down to sort of like a <laughs> really <laughs> just that one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, crummy wheels too, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, so this this is all so this is all in in Melbourne. Um, no, this was uh, I started in Geelong. Geelong, um, yeah. I'm, I'm based in Geelong. Yep. Um, sort of since I've been back in Geelong because I've been living in uh, Western Australia for the last 10 years. Um, So I've moved back to Geelong for family reasons and whatnot and uh, met up with all the Melbourne OGs a couple of years ago and I just skate with them because no one else in Geelong rollerblades anymore, which is a bit sad, but 
Yeah. And I think times are just changing. Everyone's growing up. Everyone's got families. You know, people can't afford to injure themselves anymore. So, yeah, it's good to skate with the OGs. They've uh, taken me on board and picked me up as one of their own. And yeah, yeah. Good. So the- I used to skate Melbourne all the time, so... You know, I sort of I know the area, I know the scene, I know the places. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Um, and so, what's your? I mean, in terms of you know, you were saying like you'd be keen to talk a little bit of the OG background stuff. So, were you kind of? Did you kind of get involved in with that Melbourne OG kind of group and Facebook group and everything early on with that, or when did you? You know, what's your kind of experience of that history? Um, well, I just sort of when I came back here, I found the um, Melbourne OG rollerblading page and. There's a few guys that were keen to come down and try the park, skate yep. park in Geelong. Um, so they came down and there was about five or six Geelong rollerbladers and they turned out to be about 20 or so Melbourne guys. Yeah. Um, and it was just like a turnout like I've never seen before. And, you know, the hospitality and, the, you know, not, not everyone was an expert skater. Not everyone was a beginner skater. Everyone was all at different levels and different progressions in the way they're going. Um, but no one was excluded, everyone was cheering, you know, everyone was helping and giving each other pointers. So it was just a whole, I don't know, like a, I guess a family sort of spirit and feel to it. Really lovely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a thing for me as well, like getting back into skating about five years ago after a massive break. I think yeah. I was a bit nervous, you know, what, what was the scene going to be like? You know, you got tastes of a few Facebook groups or forum groups that seemed pretty kind of opinionated and intense and yeah. I went oh man I'm not sure if I can handle that but then I mean I, I knew Mick Smith from the Melbourne OG stuff back from school days and skating back as a you know spotty teenager um, and reconnected with him and, and through that found the Melbourne OG page and just went oh this is just really great like there's massively awesome skaters ordinary yeah. skaters and as you say just like this awesome supportive thumbs up fist bump vibe whether it's you know someone just kind of doing their first front side or you know throwing a cork seven or whatever you know and it's um yeah it's brilliant it's great to be i felt a part of it um even being in tassie and having really only skated with you guys this time around when you came out of tassie um but still felt a part of the melbourne og group from a distance it's awesome no that's good yeah we're all sort of uh one big Blade of fam, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> so we met because you were part of a crew that um, ended up coming down, skating around Tassie with the Tassie guys, and um, and I, you'd listened to a few of the Mad Beef podcast episodes, and then it was like we got to meet face-to-face and skate face-to-face. But that's, that's one of a whole bunch of little tours, regional tours in Victoria, tour yeah. to Tassie, thinking about maybe making that a bit of an annual thing to Tassie. That's been a thing the Melbourne OG's been doing for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, we sort of, there's a few of us have all talked about, oh, we should, you know, go to this one, go to that one, and nothing was set in stone, and it was all hearsay, and someone came up with an actual plan of attack as to where we're going to go, and we saw who was going to come, and I think the first OG tour, there was about five or six of us. Where was that to? Um, so, yeah, we sort of, we started off in Ballarat. Yep. Um and from there, we stopped in a little place, little little skate park. I had a sort of quarter pipe wall and a little fun box. It was fun to just – we actually sessioned that <laughs> longer than we did uh, one of the other skate parks. But, yeah, yeah. that was Mortlake. Uh-huh. And um, from there, we went straight through down to Warnable, um, which unfortunately I, I uh, blew both my knees out oh, on no. the uh, big fun box there. No fun box. Disaster Royale and locked up and 
silly me not wearing knee pads, went down on both knees and couldn't walk for two weeks. Oh, no. Serious damage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say semi-permanent, but, you know, you battle past it and time time, time heals wounds. <laughs> uh, hopefully there'll be robot legs by the time we, we get really oh. old and crusty. That'd be <laughs> good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I'll take a set of cyborg wings for sure. Yeah, bring it. And then, yeah, we hit Colac up on the way home. So we just made a, a weekend of it. And from there we sort of talked a bit more and we, like, organised another tour, um, so that would have been number two, mm-hmm. and there was a few of us, we all went to, uh, we went inland this time, instead of going down the coast, we uh, went to Shepparton, Benalla, uh, which is a mad skate park, and I've just seen the other day that someone's updated the photo on uh, Google, yeah. and they've drawn a skeleton wearing rollerblades. Oh, yeah, I saw so that somewhere. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, I did on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, so we were um, skating there and there was a massive turnout of local kids and scooter riders and whatnot. And yeah. They were all just pumped up like cheering us and whatnot. So I don't know if we had any influence in uh, the picture that was there, but I think there may be talk of uh, organising another one. That's good. A trip to Vanilla uh, for a, a day sesh, <laughs> which would be really good. Yeah, man. Uh, nice photos and videos and everything it'll just you know with the rollerblader skeleton and stuff like that it'll be really good yeah man rollerblader skeleton (laughs) (laughs) sweet and then with pink rollerblades of all color yeah of course if you're dead you can do whatever you want (laughs) um and so then tassie was that trip number three or there'd been a few others tassie was yeah tassie was trip number three so So we we landed there well a few of us arrived by boat and we landed in devonport and Wanted to stretch our legs, so we stopped at Burnie on the way, and then we crashed at uh, Zaid's place. And then from there, we went back to Burnie in the morning, and we started our skate tour of uh, Tassie. Yeah, that's good, eh? Yeah, hit, hitting parks on the way down to uh, Hobart. Burnie and Devonport, and then Devonport. Rosney and Hobart, Elizabeth College in Hobart. Yep. Yeah, we went to uh, Ravenswood. I yep. think that's in Lonnie. Yeah. And then Rosny and the next day went to EC for the comp, which was uh, everyone was thrown down and it was great to see, you know, some of these Tassie boys in their own home turf throwing flips and spins and showing them what showing us boys what they can actually do, you know, because there was a few that came over for ARO last year. Yep. Um, and they were good, like, you know, good blokes, everything like that, but, they just, they were so upset that, you know, you, we couldn't actually see how they skate and the things they skate and whatnot like that because they'd never skated in an indoor park before. Yep. So for them coming to the park and having a skate there it was really challenging for them. Yeah. Um, so when all us Melbourne OGs went over to Tassie, it was on and, yeah, it was just throwdown after throwdown <laughs> every skate park <laughs> we went to. Everyone feeding off each other and yeah, it was great. It's funny, isn't it, how you're like, you know, the spaces you get used to and what you're familiar with, and I think, you know, competitions and stuff brings their own different sort of pressures and psych-out factor. I think um, being able to perform in those conditions is a another skill set all its own, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. The pressures and, you know, you're having to perform, it can get to people. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I mean, I'm, I'm really stoked to see how the, the energy around skating in Tassie, I feel like it's... 
it's bubbled up even in the time I've been back over the last four or five years. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly on the, the details of all these guys, a lot of them from up north, um, yeah. but it, it seems like they've kind of had a resurgence of energy and, and, and pretty mad, frothing kind of eagerness to get better and better and better and really be quite dangerous. I mean, it's awesome. Like, you know, you know big flips, big spins, trying stuff different, trying something different again. They each have their own different kind of styles where the Zade is a very, you know, very smooth, stylish skater and then Matt Spinks is a bit more rabid but but still he's he's doing, you know, he's doing lines and comps and, you know, yeah. mixing up both flips and grinds. Like they're all got their own different look and feel to them and um it's great you know a couple of bladies in the mix as well it's, it's awesome yeah it was good to see the bladies out as well yeah and absolutely a couple of the quads and that so that yeah. was good and good so make sure of everyone what was your read then on the, the the tassie scene as you did sort of get to know some of these guys and, and stuff uh no everyone was just sort of their own person but everyone was so accepting and it was just a laid back comfortable feeling like there was no awkwardness there was no you know, mm. meatheads, there was no any sort of that sort of bizzo or jazz going on. It was great. Everyone was just chill, happy, and it was all about skating and companionship. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what's cool. There's a, there's a mix of both people who are just happy to keep skating and progressing, and then I think there's a bit yeah. of a bit of hunger from some of them to really want to kind of progress, and that's cool, you know, that both you guys coming down really lifts them up and lifts us up and says, hey, this is a place worth visiting and people worth skating with. But they'll be back. They'll be back to to comps on the mainland. I reckon some of those guys, and that's good. That's good on them. You know, yeah, contending. Yeah, we'll come over and show, show us what they've learnt and how they've progressed. It'll be good. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, the, I mean, to have the opportunity to skate, have access to megas and mini megas and resi ramps and foam pits and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that that that's. Um, Victoria uh, does have a bit more of an advantage in that sense. Oh, you know, that, that just helps you learn, doesn't it? Gives you opportunity, especially yeah. when you start wanting to spin and flip. That's it. I mean, all, all the mainlands, you know, you look at Sydney and the Gold Coast boys and everything, all these parks, Tassie has nothing like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's uh, something that they should look at getting, you know. It would help, you know, even the little kids that are coming up, you know, scooter riders and skateboarders would give them – bit more confidence to try new tricks and progress. And, yeah. I mean, uh, that's all we want to do, you know, push totally. the progression of each sport. And, yeah, look, I don't – I mean, see I don't, the next generation coming through and keeping totally. up. I don't think it's easy financially to build them and make them work. I think they're pretty yeah. pretty hard things to run. You've really got to be in it for the love, I reckon, you know, so it's just the person. And maybe it's the challenge of what you do with a – I mean, the population of the whole state in Tassie is half a million. Um, so you don't have, like, you know – um, you know, Hobart's the biggest population centre and that's under a quarter of a million. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, not big. Yeah. It's not um, – and, and, I mean, although Geelong is kind of pretty similar size, I guess, to Hobart, like it's got Melbourne right on its doorstep, right? And so yeah. those parks in Geelong, part of their clientele are people coming from, Mel- <laughs> coming from Melbourne, <laughs> you know. Yeah, everyone's sort of making the sea change and coming down here, which is, I mean – it's good, but the roads are getting busy, and I'm 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 not one for uh, busy traffic myself. That's mm, why I have a grumble uh, enjoy about travelling around Tassie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you've got any questions from me about the the ta- I mean, you had down here. You wanted to talk about Tassie scene, where it's heading. I mean, we've covered that a bit already. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah. that's what I reckon. So, what, yeah. what, what do you like? To, what would you um? What would you like to see Tassie do to keep the scene alive? Like, how do you think 
Tasmania well, should respond to keeping the sport going. Well, I mean, I, in some ways, I, I think the, the the connectedness that started happening with getting a Tassie OG page happening with this other guy Russ, who you know took a lot of the photos, you know, some of those great photos of you down at Rosny. Um, he, I mean, he's much more coming in maybe with a bit more of the similar kind of mindset that I bring and just going, just wanted to bring good vibes and get people together. Do you know what I mean? So he's yeah, he's not necessarily yeah. thinking, oh, let's go for tours and trips and whatever. He's happy yeah. to organise the social skate and, the, you know, just the, the get-together. But that's good too, right? It's, you know, the kind of the uncle yeah. uncle figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uncle Russ. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Russ. Um, you know, so I think part of it's just getting people connected and it's, you know, like people are enthused and pumped for this podcast, whether in Tassie or um, elsewhere in Australia, just to have – have a bit of media. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you know, the yeah, Facebook's yeah. one part of the media, podcasts, another, you know, just different ways of, of being able to tell our stories and highlight our local heroes, up and comers, as well as, you know, um, yeah. mighty ones like Cesar or whoever else. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, I guess the thing that, that's a challenge for Tassie, again, small population, indoor parks is a challenge. Um, yep. You know, Rosny Bowl, that's the only vert we've got in the state. So access to vert skating when it's its not as popular as it historically was in the 80s and 90s. Um, it doesn't get built often, you know, vert ramps don't get yeah. built. When new parks get upgraded, that's, you know, it has to be a big expense like the one at Rosny yeah, exactly. to get a vert, you know, because the skateboarder, skateboarders aren't necessarily asking for it the scooter guys aren't you know that kind of thing yeah um so, so you've just got to make it a, a park across the board that's suitable for everyone yeah indoor uh, i mean indoor would be great especially given the like with melbourne cold weather and rainy weather you know that would that would yeah that would be a dream but i don't know how doable it is <laughs> um and then competitions is another challenge because small population um, yeah. it, it just recently, just recently in line has been included back in the, um, whatever it's called, the skate league the kind of comp. League, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Inline's actually on their website. Someone actually just texted me earlier today and said, oh, why isn't Inline on the skate league? But I said, oh, well, no, they are including at least in the Tassie competitions. I don't know if it, if that's been happening in, um, in Victoria. Yeah, as no, well. I haven't, I haven't seen it on the mainland yet, but yeah. hopefully. So that's, that's cool. Um, but it's hard because in the end you go like there's so few of us we're dispersed, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not particularly interested in sort of skating competitions anyway. But it just becomes yeah. difficult then. You go like for the person who wants to compete, if there's only like a couple of people doing it, then it's you know is that embarrassingly small? I don't know. That's the hard thing. It's hard to know, you know. But um, so yeah, competitions like that is tricky, and I guess you want to have enough opportunities for competitions in the state for inliners to have a go at without spreading ourselves so thin, trying to be in on everything and then not being able to rally and it sort of ends up being lame. When it counts, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's where, I mean, I think some of these guys who are keen, travelling over and and skating at, you know, some of the mainland comps is an awesome thing and we'll see. We'll see where they go. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, that'd be cool if, you know, if if they're after it and if they're keen for it. Then you know, eventually, if if one of these guys goes, yeah, I want to do a few of them over a couple of years, then I'm sure other Tassies and even others from around Melbourne might even be keen to sort of help them, you know, do it a few times. You know what I mean? Like chuck in a bit and go, yeah. well, if you want to give it a go, and if you want to do a few of them, then we'll all chuck in, help you get there, and cheer you on, and see see if you can, you know, get a good result. So yeah, exactly. But it's it's a matter of wanting to, right? Like some people skate. That's it. Because they just want to have a good time and progress at their own pace, their own level. But if you're hungry for it, and if you if you want to actually, you know, contend, then I mean that's awesome too. 
And I think a couple of these guys are keen for that. So good luck to them. That's what I think too. <laughs> I think there's a lot, lot more on the north coast that seem to be a bit more uh, competition-wise. You know, they want to get in on it more so than the uh, other rollers, rollers that I came across when we were travelling. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everyone just wants to roll and have people to skate with. So, you know, if you can sort of build that community spirit up again of rollerbladers, you know, quads, like, but then, yeah, you own, then you own the guys. these days, you know, like, it's then, amazing. Then, then so. you go, oh, I skated with them, I like them, we're mates, and so when I hear they're in the competition, I'm eager to watch it, I'm, you know, liking it yeah. and thumbs up, getting thumbs up and cheering them on, you know what I mean? Like, it, the, it. you end up being kind of, they represent you as the person who does compete, and you go, well, better you than me, <laughs> you know, good <laughs> on you. And I remember when you first were learning that trick of the crusty concrete ramp, and now you're yeah. doing it in the competition, and you're you pulled it off or you stacked it or whatever, you know, whatever, you know it's yeah. all that. That's all good. It's all good. Hey, when we were skating at Rosney, um, we were sort of doing the street session for a bit there and you're going, oh, you're feeling your back, you know. That's such an OG thing to say, my back, my knees. Oh. Um, and, you know, jumping on and off the, the rails and the jolt hitting the ground and um, yeah. and keen to get back on transition, back in the, the bowl where it's um, it's a bit of a smoother Smoother ride, so you're definitely someone who appreciates the the comfort and the lower impact of of um, ramp and bowl skating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me transitions all day. Yeah. So, uh, you take off smooth, you land smooth. There's no jolting, there's no jarring, there's no impact. It's just a smooth ride, no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not particularly interested in the, the thumping on my bad knees going off massive gaps or um, even just coming off the, you know, a sort of a handrail again and again and again, you know, just going, thunk, thunk, thunk. It's like, no, nah, no, I, I can do with that. You know, I, I agree with you in that sense, but at the same time, it just eats me up that I just want to throw myself into the biggest gap. I just want to throw myself onto the biggest rail. Yeah. But, you know, I know I'm going to feel it five minutes later and not be able to walk properly. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a sort of a, a, a lose-lose, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not much winning involved. When in your um, skating story did you really start attacking vert skating? Because you, you're good, man. I mean, you're, you're boosting very – I mean, I want to get as high as you're getting. I mean, when did, that's, when did that all happen for you? When did you learn how to skate vert and boost high in the vert ramp and all that stuff? Was that back in the 90s or was that later yeah, on? Yeah, it start, started off back in the 90s for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone skated vert ramps, everyone skated half pipes. Um, that was, I mean, a lot of places, that was all. That was it. Had, it was just know? like an oval or a field or a park yeah. and a vert ramp. That's it. And, and a vert ramp there. That was it, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Travelling to places everywhere. And, you, and, and half the time that will be dinted and banged up <laughs> from bike riders' pegs or. Yep. Skateboarders, like skateboarders were crazy because you could get along with them and whatnot, but the bike riders tended to uh, be the ones that would trash the ramps because they were wooden and mm-hmm. real real uh, light gauge metal ramps, so there was big dings everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, the old Haro ramp at Spotswood, that was a prime example. That was an amazing vert ramp that just absolutely got killed by all the bikers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I, when I was learning to skate vert, we had the uh, worn ponds. Mm-hmm. and that was oh, it was just like going down a, a bumpy road while you're oh. on a steel ramp. Which one was that one? <laughs> uh, Warren Ponds down in Geelong. Right. Yep. There was a, uh, a vert ramp and a spine ramp that mm-hmm. they'd put there, and then a few years later they built a um, street course, yeah, and okay. snake run. Yep. Down there. Um, 
that was that was good once they did that. But I mean, with with all that was around, my local skate park or skate ramp was a six foot wooden ramp. Yep. So, like I said, with me Lightning TRS and me Malibu's, I was had the stopper on and I was doing fakey airs and you know fence stalls and jumping off rails and just you know trying to boost high and see what I could do and that's sort of what got me into getting comfortable with transitions and skating ramps and being able to boost is because you know you try and throw yourself onto a fence or you try and throw yourself out of a corner onto a fence or yeah. Um, you know, that's just big gaps, hitting the transition, launching, going far, going high yeah. um, onto something, you know, whether it be another bank, onto grass, onto whatever. You're just always pushing yourself to go faster. So once you learn how to boost off these transitions, there's uh, it feels really good to do it on a, on a half pipe and just makes it easier for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the hardest challenge I've had lately – would uh, he's probably down at the mega ranch. It's, yeah, uh, it's a, uh, let's talk about this. This is just uh, ridiculous, <laughs> right? This is just so the mega ranch in Victoria. How far out of uh, Melbourne, Geelong is that? Where whereabouts is it? Uh, it's probably oh, it's not too far. It's probably only about an hour out of Melbourne. It's in yep. uh, Nyora, around towards Phillip Island a bit. Yeah, it's about twenty minutes, half an hour from Cranbourne at the shed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing's a monster. It's 100 metres long, you know, the quarter pipe's 27 foot high and the drop-in's about 40, 50 foot. Like, it's just massive, man. You've The pictures and videos that ever you see everyone doing and Nick boosting high, like, yeah, it looks good, but the videos and photos don't do it any justice at all. Like, you, you rock up at this house in the middle of bushland and you walk down there and you're like, oh, yeah, cool, you can see it. And then you actually get close to it it's like, wow, this is, like, daunting. You look up and all you can see is ramp, no sky. (laughs) 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 It's really humbling. Like, it it brings you back down to earth that, you know, even though I can skate dirt and stuff like that, it's still really scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just – that is just mind-boggling, hey? So this is – do you know the story behind this? Where's this guy come – this whole project come from? Who's behind it? Yeah, so a guy named Peter Wilson um, is a, a golfer. He built this ramp for his son, Kiefer, who's now being picked up by Nitro Circus. Um, he built one ramp and neighbours and council complained about it, so he had to pull that down and it was all funding with his own money. So and then he wanted to, his son wanted to keep learning and, he said, you know what, nut stuff it, I'm going to put more money into it, do it properly. So he got council approval and built the mega ranch. Yeah. With, um, you know, he, <laughs> most of it was probably all his own money, if not all of it. Um, he's done good. And now, now that it's all going gangbusters, he's doing scooter camps. There's, you know, inline sessions, there's bike sessions. Everyone's coming down, all the pros from all around the world in Australia. And yeah. it's really good just to see everyone – even, even beginner, like, you know, skateboarders and scooter riders, kids, like, yeah. they, they just go step by step, they get a little bit higher, a little bit higher, and they just get used to hitting the knuckle and then going up the quarter pipe up the other end. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's so big. I mean, if you don't want to go high, you can wash off speed so much. It's, uh, it's a very forgiving ramp. 
So how'd you go? You had a go, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So I had a go and um, it wasn't until the end of the day where I actually got comfortable on the quarter pipe um, and popped a couple of airs then. How high were you getting on the quarter pipe on that one? It was probably only about three foot. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't very high. It's just uh, because it's very deceiving. It's 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 a curve like I've never skated before. A transition. Uh-huh. It's so you, once you drop in, that's fine. Hit the knuckle, which is like I don't know, 20, 30, 30 foot, and then you go down the bank. And when you come up to the great big quarter pipe, it's more of a continual transition all the way to the top. Uh-huh. It's not it's not like a transition and then you know ten meters of vert. Right. It's it's probably only about a meter of vert uh-huh. at the top. But with the, with the amount of speed and everything you get, it just you, – you're still rolling before you're trying to air, you know. It's like you're expecting to throw yourself into the air and you're still rolling up the ramp. It's just very deceptive and hard to get a, a, a grasp on the angle of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. these people like Nick who works there and runs it and skates there all the time, you know, he's, he's pumping high. He's throwing huge airs out of there. It looks like uh, eight, ten higher still, is he? How how many feet up is he getting now? He's getting about ten foot at the moment. He's uh, done them consistently, so I think think he's happy. He wants to improve like anyone would, but he's happy at the ten foot mark at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible because that's then (laughs) 37 37 uh, feet in the air at that point, isn't it? Exactly. Twelve and, meters. You know, if you hit the uh, pro kicker, which is I think sixty foot, the gap, uh-huh. um, you're sort of hitting speeds up to fifty, sixty k's an hour, just dropping in and going over the knuckle. Yeah. So when you're coming down the bank after the knuckle and going up to the quarter pipe, you've got all this speed. Yeah. It's like, what do you do with it? <laughs> you just go high. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, incredible. You, you can wash it off. I uh, I washed it off a bit um, just to get the use of it. But towards the end of the day, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not washing anything off and I'll just see how I can get. So um, wash wash it off. Ha, ha, talk us through that. What would what you do to, to manage your speed in that kind of context? So to manage your speed, there's, oh, I mean, there's a few different ways. It's how, how you feel comfortable slowing yourself down normally. Like if you're skating forwards, yeah. do you you know bring your toes in a bit pigeon-toed sort of thing? Yeah, like a easy. snow plow on skis. Yeah, like a snowplow sort of thing uh-huh. or one of the other guys that was there, he was using, <laughs> we called it the bear paw technique. Uh-huh. So he's sort of putting his hands up, like not being, you know how you, if the cops say put your hands up, you're under arrest sort of a thing. Yeah. You put your hands out to the side and you're using your arms as like wing stoppers. Mm-hmm. You sort of, yeah, so it's like you're giving someone a high five but with both hands and he was finding that. It's how he was slowing down yep. and washing off speed so he wasn't going so high up the quarter. Yep. Um, and that worked for him. I mean, you can drag your foot. You can do a T-stop and just slow yourself down. There's lots of ways to wash it off. Yep. Um, you probably wouldn't want to do it on the down, on the initial drop-in. Yep. But once you hit that knuckle, you've got a chance to slow down a bit on the downward. Yep. And then you've got more chance again when you go up the quarter pipe to slow down as well. So how do you slow down going up the quarter pipe? Yeah, so you can even you just stay, slide out. Yeah, slide out. <laughs> I mean, staying fairly squat as you're going up as well, so not using the full extending of your own body as you go up as well. Um, oh, if you if you want to if you want to pump and go for height, yeah, mm. by all mm. means. Yeah. Um, but you know, until you get the hang of it and used to it, it's sort of 
stay low and if you get scared, just bail onto your knees and you'll slide down. Yeah, forever, just sliding down this thing. <laughs> oh, like I, 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 I drop in and clear the knuckle and I, was, I, did a three, I did one 360 over the knuckle and cleared it and on the way down, my foot slipped out yeah. and I slid down on my hip the whole way down the bank and then as I got to the bottom, I went up the quarter pipe, like three quarters of the way up that, just sliding because oh. <laughs> I had so much speed. Incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that it's is. a good feeling. It's just the, uh, the rush and the freedom is yeah, it's a yeah. feeling like I've never felt before skating the vert ramp. Yeah, that is bonkers. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> turns out that I thought I had a flat spot on my uh, back wheel all day. All right. Trying to turn it round and find it and couldn't find it and I thought I saw it and the boy's like, yeah, 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 I can see a flat spot. Turns uh, out I popped the wheel off the hub. Uh, so <laughs> I was skating on a popped wheel on the Mega all day. <laughs> so uh, I think next time when, when I go there, it will be new wheels that are going to hold up to the task and it'll be good. I'll be popping six foot, I hope. Good on you, maybe, man. Maybe not as much as Nick, but uh, we'll no. get there sooner well, or later. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll catch up to you. You catch up to him. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we finish up, man, we should chat skates. So you, you've gone you've gone with them skates. Them, yeah, those. Sort of a, yeah. <laughs> they. Yeah, it, was a, <laughs> it was a bit preemptive. Like uh-huh. when I, I heard they were coming out and everything like that, I'm like, oh. You know, at least at least new skates like they got to be good like you know he, he's just finished up with Valo and you know they were popular and everything and these are got to be good so I pre-ordered mine yep um way back oh, in Feb or something yeah I think when they were doing the pre-orders and um didn't get them until I think June um but yeah comfier skates I've worn they hold up they're they're flexible I can move in them you can jump in them like, I know a lot of people are either anti them or pro them, but I'm pro them. I'm not, you know, ashamed to admit it that I like them skates and they do the job for me. They're, you know, what I need for my skating style. I don't want to be too tight around the ankle where I can't bend and flex and do any grinds, but I still want enough support that when I do the buckle up tight, I can have that flex that will still support me. Um, so for that reason, oh, yeah, them skates all the way. And you've <laughs> gone from like a very different skate, right? You were skating the, the Seba oh. CJ Carbon, which is a very yes. sort of stiff kind of um, uh, skate all the way. Up. So you, you, you're happier now in the plastic boot that's snug and has a good buckle, um, um, good lacing, but isn't as rigid as the, um, the Carbon thing. Yeah, well, the Seba the, the CJs were my... Uh, I I I'd only just gotten back into skating a few years uh, prior to me moving back here, hmm. um, back to Geelong from Western Australia, and I said, oh, when I get here, I'll buy you know the best skates going around, and yep. I just yep, the most expensive best skates is what I need. Um, turns out I didn't like them. <laughs> yeah, they were too tight, and uh, I just didn't have the freedom of movement. I couldn't like my jumps. I was only jumping like a foot off the yeah. flat and I'm thinking, nah, no, I can jump heaps taller than that. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't get any confidence. I, I just felt wrong. I felt too high, too up. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, when I had the chance to go, when the them skates came out, I, was, I jumped on that and 
yeah, I've, I haven't looked back since. I mean, there's a few other skates out there that I haven't tried, but I'm happy with them at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, although <clears throat> the only the only downside to skating them over the Sebers mm. um, that I've found recently is actually skating on the mega ramp. All right. Um, the them skates, and there was another guy, Justin. He was rolling the M12s. Yeah. But he had the low cuffs. Um, and they were just too flexy. Like you couldn't actually contain the speed you need to hit anything because you'd get wobbles in the cuffs. Yeah. So I put the uh, Ciber CJs on and, oh, like I said, I was hitting the ramp for the rest of the day with speed and it was great. So for vert skating and probably mega ramp, definitely I'm, I'll roll the Ciber CJs over them skates. But for street, ramps, parks, anything else, them skates all the way. So you're, you're, next time you go to the Mega Ranch, you'll be back on the CJs? I'll be back on the Seavers, on the CJs. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, just with new wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, my previous wheels that I had on them didn't stay on the hub too long. Yeah. And they were, they were new too, so I don't know if they were just made in China or whatnot. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, they, they didn't last up to the task in, in the heat of the uh, Mega Ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of pressure there under, isn't it? In that kind of, yes. those kind of conditions. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm skating the Adapt brand skate, which would be closer to the Sebra, I imagine, in terms of that kind of stiffer, tighter sort of feel. And and um, yeah, I, I like it. I like the um, I like the responsiveness of the um, uh, you know, where, wherever you point your foot is where your skate and your wheels go. I like that sense of kind of being like, you know, my from my shins, from my shins yeah. to the ground is just all, you know, under my control. It's not kind of lost in any flex or whatever. But um, yeah. the moral of the story, in part, is find what suits you, isn't it? You know, in the end, that's the thing, yeah. right? You kind of go like, you hear what people say is the best, but in the end, you've got to find out what's best for you, right? You know, that's and exactly. And I mean, obviously, CJ is one of the best in the world and one of the best our country's ever produced. And that, you know, yeah. and he loves them. He's happy with them, um, and a lot of people are, but. If in the end, for a lot of the skating you want to do, you're better off in a plastic boot, then there's also a lot of best in the world skating plastic boots, right? The Joe Atkinson or the Alex Broskow or the John Julio, you know, they're skating and doing amazing stuff, not needing some sort of elite carbon thing. So, so it's, yeah, it's finding, finding what suits you. But then, like you just said, is, is be willing to switch that up. You know, depending on what, what you're doing, you know, and be open to go, hang on a second, if I'm going to go mega ramp, uh, then I need to do something different, possibly, you know, and be, yes. be willing to mix it up. Yeah, so, I mean, you can get comfortable with one style, but different skates for different applications. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I mean, I'm not one of those guys that carries around 20 pairs of skates for <sighs> every sort of wet track, dry track, you know, dirt, gravel, <laughs> yeah. ramp, anything like I'm not, I'm not that intense. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'll just roll with two pairs of skates depending on what I need and – what wheels I'm going to put in, so, yeah. That's the way, man. I, I was always a Roshi skater through and through. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they progressed me so much further and everything like that. And after not skating for a few years and then getting back into it, I was uh, rolling me old USDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, when I started getting right back into it, I opted for the uh, CJs. Yep. Um, so that's what we, that's the only reason that got me onto the CJs really. Yeah. Is getting back into skating and wanting to have the, the best skates at the time. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, I, I was at Malibu's as you were first up, and yes. then um, it was uh, Roach's Moscow skates I bought from um. Oh. Uh, Blade Works or whatever it was called in Hawthorne yeah, there, and, in Hawthorne, you know, yeah. and so that was just tricking them up with you know wrenches and cosmos and skateboard wheels and crank straps and whatever else, and, yeah. <laughs> until eventually, I, 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 mean, I took them with me when my family moved back to Tassie and and ended up smashing the frame off doing some stupid big gap and. You know, yeah. then you you can't swap out. You couldn't swap the frames out on them. You know, once the frame's gone the skate's gone you know you've got to get a new skate and i think that was uh i i I pretty much tapped out of skating around then i think i'd smashed those skates Uh, i think i think that's what had happened yeah Yeah. maybe i've got one more pair in there but i can't think what they what they would have been um and then so yeah then when i came back i you know didn't know whether i was going to stay with it or not so i just got second hand skates and i skated razors genesis i still got them um you know so i bring them to the skate park in case anyone else wants to have a role and you know, having yeah. for my kids as they get big enough to want to try an anti-rocker setup, you know. Um, yes. But, yeah, then, uh, you know, and they were good. I mean, they were good to get back in and learn, you know, modern skating on with, you know, bigger sole plates and, you know, H-blocks built into your frames and, you know, backslide plates yeah. and stuff. They, they, did, they, did, they did me well, you know, no complaints. But, yeah, yeah. but now now in the Adapt skates and, and there, I'm also, yeah, really happy with them, happy with how they really do. Happy. And do you like how they feel and everything? I do, and I love the skating flat thing. So, you know, when I left, yeah. Andy Rocker was still the main thing and that was that was what most people were skating, I think, or at least, you know, that's, that's you know, as, as yeah. grinding was being experimented with. And so, um, yeah. but, yeah, I do like skating flat. I, I like the feeling of being able to swivel around and carve and turn and, you know. Yeah, there's a bit, bit more responsiveness with four wheels flat. Totally, a bit scarier at the fear of kind of sticking on like a Farfanugan or something like that. It's a bit scary going yeah. fast. You know, I'm a bit nervous. You know, if I don't get down low enough, will I um, stick and fly head first or whatever? That's the only little. Well, I mean, mm. All the new frames and brands that are coming out, you know, like the Oises or Whoosh, whatever yeah. they call them these days. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Aeons with their frames, like they've got the, they've still got the flat setup, yeah. but they have the middle gap spaced out a lot more. So you got more chance of landing in like you said your father nugans and shifties and stuff like that you know yeah and actually to be honest i mean even the even like the symmetrics flame on the adapt one or the 50 50 type frame the pretty standard old school flat frame it actually is once your your technique's fine it kind of is fine do you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah it's 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 all you know it's all just about um about trusting trusting your body isn't it Hey, you know, I heard where the um, oisy weird spelling came from. The the guy who built them named them after like his dad or his grandpa, who was called Aloysius. And so yes. the O Y S I is the wish in Aloysius because Aloysius is spelled like that. You know, O L O Y S I. You know, O U S. There you go. So it's wish like go. in Aloysius. There you go. So that's why it's spelled so weird. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude, I should tap out, getting late, and I've got an early start. Yeah. But uh, this has been good, and I think actually us thinking about it and I think both of us are a bit fresh in the night anyway. I think we're more upbeat, and and so it was actually like it was meant to be. The, yes, the, the, it was a good, good chat. Yeah, <laughs> really good chat. It was great fun, and um, as always, if people want to ask about Mega Ramp, Geelong, Melbourne OGs, them skates, 
they can they can <laughs> they can stalk you through the interwebs and and you're happy to help yes. happy to help fellow always, bladers and always happy to help. Good on you, man. Have a great night, and I look forward to skating with you sometime soon. No worries, dude. Sounds good. We'll take, talk to you then. Take care, Lance. Catch ya. See you, Mikey. Bye. bye. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.